teach us anything, it's that, uh, and they teach us a lot of things, but they teach us that it, it matters the way that you sing the melody, meaning these little attention to details, these small little differences are a matter of life and death. There's a tshuva from the Avni Nezer where he wonders whether a person who wears glasses in the Beis HaMikdash is Chayav Miso because of Miyusr Begadim. There's a prohibition against wearing more than the four or eight garments of Big Day Kahuna. <coughs> There's four garments who said you could wear glasses. The whole question depends upon how do we view glasses. His attention to detail, you know, you wear one tiny little extra article of clothing. And the Misa. The Rambam codifies what the Gemara tells us already that if a Kohen tries to do the job of a Levi or a Levi tries to do the job of a Kohen, Leviim are responsible for singing or for locking the gates or for guarding in the Besamikdash. And the Kohanim are responsible also for guarding in some some places and also obviously for doing the, the Maisa Karbonos, if, if they do the wrong job. In fact, the Rambam says one step further, he says, if a Levi who's supposed to be guarding the gates, if a Levi who's supposed to be guarding the gates sings Shira, or a Levi who's supposed to sing Shira, locks up a door, 
It's Chayav Misa for locking a door. In the Beis HaMikdash, everything matters. The closer you get to holiness, the more there's an omni-significance. Everything takes on importance. Every note of the song, every article of clothing. It could be the whole reason they changed the niggin is because we're still, you know, it's not... We're not there yet to be in this place where there's, there's such a diktuk to the nigunam. In the Beis HaMikdash, there's going to be a diktuk. We're going to have to sing the nigunam the right way. I, don't, I never saw such a thing, Khalila. Although I was once in the presence of a tzaddik. I was once in the presence of a tzaddik who told a few musicians to play songs that they didn't fully know how to play. If you're ever in the presence of like a, like I'm talking the, the real deal, tzaddikim who are like operating on a different level. And we're all operating on a different level, but I was in the presence of this particular tzaddik and he told uh, several musicians who were playing there to play some songs and they looked at like, I don't, we don't know how to play. And he said, just, just play it, just do it. He said, any mistakes that you make, I'll, I, take it, I take responsibility for them. And the way that he said it was, like, I'll go to Gehenim for the mistakes you make in the song. Which is like, what are you talking about? Like a, but by a tzaddik, like the Gemara says, the Gemara says, anyone who has das, is ki'ilu nivna beisamikdash v'yamav. A tzaddik who's operating on the level of true das, if one note in the song is not the right note, that's already a chit. There are, two, there are two altars, there are two mezbechos in the Beis HaMikdash. There's a mezbech ha-chitzoni and there's a mezbech ha-pnimi. The mezbech ha-chitzoni is where you bring the karbonos of, of basar. That's where you bring the karbonos proper of animals. And the mezbech ha-pnimi is where the ketores is brought. And that mezbech ha-pnimi is always spoken about in the context of the Kodesh Kedashim opposite the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's right next to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So, and the Siva Shalom says that the Mizbeach HaChitzoni, which we know what that's for, if a person makes a mistake, a bit l'asay, a person violates an asay or a los asay, and they bring a carbon chatas, so that's for formal prohibitions or sins of omission. You didn't say Kriyashma, Bizman. There's a Daraisa. So there's a carbon you could bring to fix up the mistake that you made. That's for formal prohibitions. The, the inner Mizbeach, Mizbeach Hapnimi, which is for the Ketores, corresponds in some remarkable way to the realm of Rishus, to Inyone Rishus. Inyone Rishus. I was looking at this because I was, I was, I was writing something for Purim, getting ready to, for Purim, you have to learn and, and write and try to be mechadish seinu. And I had a note to myself that the, that the Nesiv Shom, so I, I took it down and I saw that the, Mizbeach this Mizbeach Torres, 
which is a funny mizbech. Like, it's not a mizbech for chet, it's a mizbech for inyoni rishus. Kedoshim tiyu. Be makadish yourself with that which is mutter tiyu. Which is a funny thing, right? Because you would think that chitzoni, a mizbech chitzoni would be like the chitzoniest dick of things. The chitzoniest dick of things like, like, you know, like levush, or like the exact notes of a song, or these types of secondary issues, you would think those are the things that belong outside. And as you move closer to the Kodesh Kedashim, as you move closer to the Kodesh Kedashim, that's where you're going to find the formal mitzvahs and like the things that are really holy, what we think of as holy. You didn't put on tefillin one day, you didn't, you know. So you would think that like that belongs more cl- deeper inside. <clears throat> And the truth is, the more that something relates to the quote-unquote mundane, the more proximate the Kodesh Kedashim it is. Shir Hashirim is called Kodesh Kedashim. If all the books of Tanakh are Kodesh, Rabbi Akiva said, in the Mishnah and Yadayim, in Masechus Yadayim, if all the Mishnayis, if all the Masechus of Shas are Kodesh, are holy, then Shir Hashirim is Kodesh Kedashim. Shir Hashirim is a love song talks about body parts of men and women. That's Kodesh Kedashim. The Kodesh Kedashim, in fact, is called, in Tanakh, it's called the Cheder Hamitos. It's called the bedroom. So, the Kodesh Kedashim is the Cheder Hamitos. The Ketores corresponds to these Inyone Rishos. The deeper and closer you get to the Kodesh Kedashim and to the Vesam Mikdash, the more a tzaddik can say, if you make a mistake in one note in a song, I'm I'll, I'll, so I'll take it on me. The articles of clothing that you wear. The deeper you get into Yiddishkeit, the more you begin to realize that the Iker Beis HaMikdash is inside of you. That Makom of Kedusha, places of Kedusha, times of Kedusha are the first step. The mistake that some people make is they think that after they got to the deeper step, right, I'm talking about people on very high, I'm talking very high levels here, and certain religions that were, you know, and even false messiahs who felt that once you get to that final step of eshachanti besocham, you could throw away the exterior. Chas v'shalom. The exterior always has to say, which is why there'll be a third base on Mikdash. By the time we get to the third base on Mikdash, we're going to know for sure that the Iker base on Mikdash is in here. The whole Indian of the third base Mikdash. That will know that the third that the real base Mikdash is Keneged base Kodesh Kedashim. Your heart is the Kodesh Kedashim. But only only a person who doesn't understand what the Torah is would think that we would throw away the exterior. It's like the Machlokas we find in the Rishonim. Whether Tchias Hamesim and, and, and Olam Haba is going to be just a Neshama without a Guf or a Guf with a Neshama. So I don't mean to, you know, get between two giants, but one of them had the tradition, one of them didn't have the tradition, so we pass on like the Ramban, meaning the Ramban, we assume that the Ramban is the, is the correct tradition, not like the Rambam. The Rambam felt that Tchiyas HaMesim is a temporary stage. There's Tchiyas HaMesim, Nesham Guf, and there's Din V'Cheshvan, there's judgment on the Nesham and Guf together, and then everyone goes on to live as orbs, you know, as like uh, bodiless consciousnesses. 
And the Ramban said, Chas v'shalom. That neshama beguf is the main thing. The nature of the guf might be different, and the nature of the neshama we might be feeling it and expressing it different. But we don't throw away the exterior. Adarabah. This is a Torah from the Shem Yishmuel. I hope you could follow the thread here, yeah? The, the, the Shem Yishmuel, I'll, I'll, I'll review. You want me to review? I'll review. It's okay. One of the candles is that I can review. If we started by saying that every note of a niggin is chashuv, and that's why you have to be makbid, especially at a time when you're sitting proximate to Kodesh Kedashim. So you have to be careful about every note. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'm struggling to, because, because they're my friends, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. I'll say that the, the person who wrote that niggin lives in Eretz Yisrael. And we're here in Eretz Yisrael right now, so we have to sing it the right way in Eretz Yisrael. When Zusha did their cover, it was, they were further away, so they could change a note or two. It's not... You don't have to be so mock In Eretz Yisrael, Kodesh Kedashim, the person who wrote it lives in Dov Shern. He lives in... Uh, at least he has an office in Yerushalayim. Anyway, you have to be careful about notes. As you get closer to the Bishra Mikdash, you have to be careful about notes. You have to be careful about exactly the clothing you're wearing. You have to be careful about the job that you do specifically. You're the gate locker, you're the singer, you're the... Because as you move closer, even the things that don't seem to matter, like what's a note, a note in a song that matters. If I wear a pair of glasses, that's like such a big affront. When you're in the king's house, that's, you have to be very careful about how you act. I told you a story about a tzaddik who was taking on himself the hate of making a mistake in a song because a tzaddik is das, tzaddik is a base of mikdash. That's like being in the base of Mikdash, when you're in front of a tzaddik, every note counts. And he was saying, even if you make mistakes, it's okay, I'll, I take responsibility for them, I'll do the tshuva. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was, it didn't seem like a joke when he said it. Now, there's a Shemi Shmuel. So, as you move closer to the Kodesh Kedashim, you get towards Inyone, as the, the, <coughs> you said from the Nesiva Shalom, that there's the Mizbech HaChitzoni, which deals with formal mitzvot and averos. As you move closer to the Kodesh Kedashim, you deal with more in Yonei Rishos, Kedoshim Tiyu. And as you go into the Kodesh Kedashim proper, you get to the Cheder Hamitos, which is that aspect of life which seems to be Kulo, not Kodesh, but it's Kodesh Kedashim, it's Shir Hashirim. Because the Iker is that Shechanti Besolcha means inside of the inside of the person, and even though the third base mikdash is going to, we're going to be aware of the fact that the ikr thing is inside, we're not going to throw away the, the chitzonius because that's the whole point. Meaning the chitzoni mitzvos are going to be, it's going to become clear that the chitzoni mitzvos is a way of revealing that. The external mitzvos of putting on tefillin, uh, mitzvos betelus lasad lava, the Gemara says that Yitzhak Mitzrayim is going to be batal lasad lava also, it just means keneged. The hasagos pnimios that we have, the external mitzvahs are going to seem like external. They're going to seem like eating and drinking compared to the inner <coughs> revelations that we have. But we don't throw out the outside because the whole Indian is to be mekadesh, the physical. The mekadesh, the mitzvahs maisios. And that was a mistake that certain religions made, that they, they threw away the mitzvahs. It's enough to just have the feeling or the belief. No, because the whole Indian is to be mekadesh, the, the whole. The whole reason Hashem created the world is that everything was perfect before. When He created a world, like we reviewed so many times from the Chidush Arim, 
Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem. The heavens are heaven to God, and the earth was given to man. The Chidush Arim says, the simple interpretation of those Pesukim are, the heavens are heaven to God, God has the heavens, that's his domain, and and he gave you, have a good time down here in the physical world. But the Chidush Arim added two words to explain the depth of the, what the Pesuk really means. Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem. Ruchni is dicky things, Hashem made those in the Shemaim. Va'aretz, but artsy is dicky things, but things that are more uh, eating, drinking, the things that are more eretz dick. Nasan livne adam, that's the end of the Pasuk, and says the Chidush Shemayim adds two words, Lasosam Shemaim, to make those things. Lasosam Shemaim, to turn. Va'aretz, Nasan livne adam, Shemaim, Shemaim, Lashem. Hashem took care of Shemaim that it should be Shemaim. You make sure that Ha'aretz, Nasan livne adam, Lasosam Shemaim. You turn the earth into Shemayim. You turn the earth into a place where every note of the song matters, where every stitch in the garment matters, every color and fabric matters. Every clean the Beis HaMikdash, even if it's being repeated for the tenth time because it adds one little nuance, one little knech in the, in, the, in the details of how to do it, matters because cause, cause it matters, because physicality matters. Shem Yishmael. So Shem Yishmael says that there's a little bit of a pella when it comes to looking at the Mishkan. There's a few Mishkanos. There's the Mishkan in the Midbar. There's the Mishkan Shiloh. The Mishkan has a few places in Israel before Binyan Olam Beis HaMikdash. And he's seen, the Shem Yishmael notices a very interesting phenomenon, which is that the Mishkan in the Midbar is made almost entirely out of higher order things in creation. It's made out of the Krushim, which is the 48 beams that's made out of wood, which comes from Tzomeach. And the top layer is different layers of either dyed wools or dyed uh, linen, which is Tzomeach or uh, Chai from the animal kingdom, or it's actual skins of Izim or Tachash or of Ailim Madumim, right? The different things from last week's parsha, the different Yuriot, the Yuriot Samishkan. It's all made from animal stuff. And isn't that interesting? Because when we get to the Mishkan Shiloh, well, the Mishkan Shiloh is not made out of wood anymore. It's made out of stone, which is going down a level in Kedusha. Right? The, or, the pecking order of the development of creation is that you have domain, which means inanimate, silent materials that don't express themselves in any way. Those are considered very lowly uh, substances, materials. And then you go up to Tzomeach, and then to Chai, and then to Medaber, the human being. Those are the, that's the classification of, of how we classify things in, in, in Yiddishkeit. So it's a little peculiar. In the Midbar, we start from this very high place of Tzomeach and Chai. Then you get to the Mishkan Shiloh and you find all of a sudden that we go down from Tzomeach to Domeim. You start having stones. Still covered with animals' skin. But then you get to the Mikdash proper, you get to Yerushalayim, and all of a sudden it's Kemat all stone, a little bit of gold and, and copper here and there. No more animal skins. The roof is made out of wood now instead of, it just went down another level. And even in the second Beis HaMikdash, there's an indication 
that there's even more plaster, which means they're going back to domain. The roof has plaster on it and all these things. We're going, we're going in the wrong direction. We're going in the wrong direction. So the Shem Yishmuel says, no, just the opposite. Kedusha means the ability to further sanctify lower things. Kedusha means the ability not only, see, in the Midbar we were still weak. We could only elevate higher level things. But as we moved and progressed as a nation, we were able to elevate lower order things. There's a letter from Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner wrote to one of his Talmudim that the reason that the custom upon engagement, which is interesting that he says this because what's the makor for such a thing? Rav Hutner says the reason that upon engagement there's a custom to give one's significant other, by chassidim they give a bracelet, by uh, more modern chevra, and maybe by yeshivish also, I don't know, they're there, they give a ring, a ring with a stone. And Rav said, the reason you give a, with a stone is because you're showing, I'm entering into the stage where I'm Kaddish, the lower aspects of things. A person gets married, it's a, it's a nachis darga. It's going down a level from bacherhood, where I'm floating in the sky, and all of a sudden I have to start balancing a checkbook, and I have to... All of a sudden, that thing, which Shovavim is the... have to be so careful about this Indian and, and, and to be so careful, all of a sudden becomes the Kosh Kedashim. So the ring, which is the beginning of that process, and Adarabah, you know, like you could say, by Kedushin, the custom is to dafka, to, to get married with a, with a ring. Dafka, you should just know halachically, it can't have, shouldn't have a stone on your, or any engravings or anything fancy on the ring. It should just be a simple ring. Simple ring. A kamarna, a square and circle ring, it's a beginning. You could look, as the minog in, uh, in Ashkenaz, to get married with a ring that had a circle inside of a square. It's a beginning, not for now, when you learn Kiddushim, we can talk about it. But, but it should be a simple ring. It shouldn't have any etchings on it or anything like that. Although you do find these very fancy rings, it's not, it's not right now. The custom nowadays is to have a very simple ring, no stones. But the ring itself is made out of gold, it's domain. Because the whole Indian of Kedushin, the whole Indian of getting into the, into the realm of marriage is you make a registry. It's hard for me to go through you know, these parshios and not reference this, this episode. And when, when my wife and I got engaged, so we did what a, every good couple does and we registered at Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, so you go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm sorry, it's a story now. In America, so it's a, you go to Bed Bath and Beyond, which is like uh, you know silverware and, and and sheets and towels and all the things you need for a house, and they give you this little uh, gun, like a little uh, QR code gun type of thing that you scan the barcode of things, and then it automatically goes on your registry and it goes on a website and you go on the website and people buy you gifts. It's an amazing thing. We're very nice people. We buy each other gifts like this. So I still remember my wife and I were like walking around and I was like Parsha's Trumatitzave, you know, big time. The plates and the cups and the bowls and the parochasin and everything. And my wife's like, could you chill out? Like what? I was like going around like, you know, like all the different things in the base of Mikdash and like 
you know, oh, we're going to get a lamp, it's the menorah, and the shulchan from Macy's is going to be the table, and like, you know, and she's like, just relax. And the emiss is, I bless you all, that as you get older, and as you realize how profound the shechina is, what Knesset Yisrael is, the shechina, and, and a person's wife is the embodiment, you know, the, the, the Zohar says that in the days of Avram Avinu, the shechina was called Sarah. In the days of Yitzchak Avinu, the, the shechina changed its name to Rivka. And in the days of Yaakov, the name split into, it was two names. It was Rachel and Leah. And Rabbi Nachman makes it sound like every person in their, in their lifetime, their, their Rebetzin is the Shechina at a certain level. This is the embodiment of the Shechina. The Ramak, the Ramak in the Sefer Tomer Devorah says that a person always has to be between two, malch- two Bechinas of Malchus. There's the Malchus above, which is the Shechina above, and there's the person's Shechina below. And the Indian of the Shechina is that as you get older, and here's the blessing, I bless you, that you realize that, you know, a table in a Yiddish home is also Gavaldic. Oh, it's not an Indian in the Svarim Akadoshim. I still, I'll tell you another anecdote. I remember sitting at my dining room table, before I was married, I remember sitting at a dining room table, and it was Arab Shabbos, and I was sitting, I was learning Parshas HaShavuah, and my mother came in to set the dining room table, Erev Shabbos. Now, not only was I such an oisvarf that I didn't get up to help her, but I remember having a tinge in my heart, and then Baruch Hashem, I caught myself. I remember thinking like, oh, I have to like move out of the dining room now like to set up the table. Here I am preparing for Shabbos, reading the Parsha, and reading, I was probably reading some Sefer on like the importance of the importance of hachanos for Shabbos, you know, like I was sitting there reading about the importance of the hachanos for Shabbos, and how dare you, I would never speak this to my mother. I have the utmost, utmost respect for my mother. But in my heart of hearts, in my 18-year-old head, I was like, don't you see I'm doing important things here? Again, Khalila, the words even in my head weren't like this. But there was a Nakuda Ktana Betoch Libi that was like annoyed that I had to get up. Because I'm, don't you see I'm learning about the importance of, being, of doing Hachanas for Shabbos? How dare you set the table for Shabbos when I'm sitting here learning about Achanas for Shabbos. And I hope you understand the mashal. Everything is like that. A table and chairs. You forget about it. You're thinking Dimyonos, Dimyonos, Dimyonos. All of you Dimyonos. All of you. Every single one of you Dimyonos. This is not, I'm not talking about marriage here. Your bed in your dorm right now. Your bed. This table that we're sitting at right now. This is the menorah right now. This is the menorah. And this is the shulchan. And if we were living with a state of real consciousness, none of us would be able to sit right now because we're all in the Azara. Unless we were all... If, we were, if this was the Azara, then maybe we'd all be on the level of like Malchus Beis David and then we could sit in the Azara. But you don't, it's not something in the future. When a person really is living with v'shachanti v'socham, which of course there's an actual Beis HaMikdash, where there's actual Levium and Kohanim who are doing actual avoda, and where there's an actual Chiv Misa, 
for wearing an extra article of clothing. But there's also a way of living in the world, of living in the world, where every single thing, every note in a song, every thread in the garment, every word that is uttered, every occurrence, nothing is happenstance, everything is b'shachanti b'socham adar, Adar is a lashon like the Sfarim Hakadoshim say, Morinayim and others. Adar is a lashon of Aleph Dar. Aleph Hashem, Alufo Shalolam, Hashem was the champion of the world. Alufo Shalolam Dar. He indwells. He dwells within. Aleph Dar. Sfarim say Adar is a lashon of Adaraba, just the opposite. Adaraba. Oh, you thought that's what holiness was? Adaraba. Holiness is a piece of meat. Holiness is sitting with your friend. Holiness is singing a song with the right notes. But those aren't formal mitzvahs. None of them are formal mitzvahs. Maybe sitting with your friend sometimes. None of those are formal mitzvahs. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate because, because, we're, because we're, we, need, we need medicine, because we're sick. Or I should say, we're healing. We're still healing. We're still in the process of healing. It doesn't mean that sitting with your friend and eating a piece of meat and all these things are holy and wearing tefillin and tzitzis is like optional. It's not like a new age thing. Like everything is... We're commanded in mitzvos. Tariyad mitzvos. They're mitzvos. There's a way, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, there's a way to get to a place where the mitzvos become higher than mitzvos. They never become not commanded. If you go to a lower level, then they become commandments. You can never escape the commandedness. But if you go deep enough, then they become etzos. They become, they become advice. Advice doesn't feel like a commandment. If you go lower, then it becomes a commandment again. There's a way of operating in the world where the simple things, the thing that you think isn't Adraba, that's Kedusha too. In fact, that's Kodesh Kedusha. Alufo shel olam dar. In Sifri Chabad, the, the, the different names of Hashem obviously mean different things, right? They're different, they're different relationships that we have with Hashem. Different, right? We call Hashem Havinu, Malkeinu. It's the same thing, we call him Elokim, we call Hashem Shakai, we call Hashem, there's different ways that Hashem reveals himself to us, and those are the parameters through which we have this relationship. One of the names of Hashem is Alufo Shal Olam. Hashem is called, he's called Makom, he's called Lasit. Alufo Shal Olam is one of the names of Hashem. Alufo Shal Olam means Hashem's presence in the physical. Hashem's revealing himself in the physical. That's the Indian of the Aleph Dar, Alufa Shal Olam. Aleph, that's what I'm saying, Aleph is the Osios Pella, backwards. Aleph, Aleph Lamed Pei, is Pei Lamed Aleph, Pella. When a person says, Asher Yatsar, and they say, Maflila Asos, we mean the fact that Hashem's, an aspect, a, 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 a spark, a chip off the divine block, as it were, is housed within that infinite piece of the infinite is housed within the finite body. That's maflila so it's pella, pella atzum. And Aleph is this Indian of Adraba, just the opposite. You thought that Kedusha is only found in formal mitzvahs. 
Parshas Shemotetzava come to tell you that walking around Bed Bath and Beyond with a little uh, barcode gun is actually setting up the Mikdash Ma'at of your own house. That going to sleep in your own bed in yeshiva, that one of the holiest places, again, see, this is, this is very dangerous. I, ca- I catch myself. This is what, this is what, this is what Chaim Velazhner in, in Nefesh Chaim was worried about. That people who say that the tzimtzum is lav kipshuto, which it obviously is lav kipshuto, that Hashem is obviously everywhere, he was worried. And then, and then what will they say? What will the students of the Baal Shem Tov say? They'll say that Hashem is in the bathroom? Chalila. We're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say it. But when we come out, we say, Maflila asos. We say, Nikavim, Nikavim, Chalulim, Chalulim. That's even crazier than saying, Hashem's in the bathroom. That Hashem's controlling Nikavim, Nikavim, Chalulim, Chalulim. You know what those Nikavim, Nikavim, Chalulim, Chalulim are talking about? I have a Kabbalah from, 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 from Hasidim Anshe, Maisa, and Sadiqim, that even though an adult is not allowed to say Hashem's name in the bathroom, obviously, and you can't say that the bathroom is a place of Kedusha, and that Hashem, you can't, we can't say that. First of all, we know that halachically it's true. If a, person, if, a person's in the, if a person's in the bathroom, a person's in the shower in the bathroom, or in a Besakise or a Besamerchatz, and they're overcome with a taiva, they're allowed to think and meditate on the shame Yud, Hei, Vav, Hei. How about that? Halachically, you can meditate to save yourself from, from taiva, asura, you can meditate on yudke vavke. But usually not, meaning you're not allowed to say Hashem's name in the bathroom. We don't say Hashem's in the bathroom. That's a pachisus kavot Hashem, we can't say that. But tzaddikim say that if a child, if a child is saying Hashem's name, it happens, you'll see when, bless you all, you have children, when you have a child, and you're giving them a bath, and all of a sudden they start saying Adon Olam or, you know, benching or brachos come out in the bathroom, you know, when, like, you can't get them to make the brachos when you're first trying to teach them. You're like, they don't know it. Like, they're not, they're not getting it. You know, they don't, they don't really know it. And then all of a sudden, it's like bath time. They have, like, soap all over their hair, and, like, all of benching comes out, you know? <laughs> so I have a Kabbalah from one of my Rebbeim, who was a Kabbalah from Tzadikim Amitim, that not only do you not have to stop them, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't be goer by him. As they get older, six, seven years old, they become chinuch age, and you teach them alts chinuch that we don't say Hashem's name in the bathroom. But as a little, a little, little kid, Tafka, the Kabbalah that I from my Rebbe, who was from his Rebbe, from Tzadikim Amitim, is that Hashem has great nachas from that because there's a there's a higher truth in that. The Adara. an adult is too cynical and too sophisticated and too messed up to be able to do that, but a child is so holy that a child can reveal such a thing. And after we come out of the bathroom, we say, Maflila asos. Maflila asos. The very high things. Hashem is the alufa shalom. Aleph dar. That the whole Indian of the Beis HaMikdash is that Hashem dwells in wood and in animal skins and progressively so in, in lower and lower things, in stones and in gold and in silver and in mechoshet and copper. That afilu sham. Afilu in that place, that's where Hashem is. If I said anything which is uh, untoward, Hashem should forgive me, and the tzaddikim who I'm quoting should, you know, should take it. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Said they would.
Yes, that's 
Never, I think there's a seam or something upstairs. Yeah, it's Shemaim Shemaim. Oh, Shemaim Shemaim Lashem, 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 Lashem,